0: This is The Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 21. So, our first point keep yourself in the love of Jesus. Our second one is do not tire of God's work. Galatians 6. Verse 9 says, Let us not be weary in doing good, for we will reap in due season if we don't give up. Now, serving the Lord is not always going to be fun, gang, and it's not always going to be exciting in the worldly sense. Often it can be a joy, and often it can be a pain. The truth is, serving the Lord is work. And it's easy to find excuses to let our service slide, such as telling ourselves that, well, we're too busy, etc. But generally, we don't do that when it comes to our secular jobs, do we? Well, we don't because we know there'll be dire consequences for that kind of action. I wonder why we're so often flippant concerning our efforts to serve the Lord. I mean, is is what we do for Him less important than our nine-to-five jobs? Diligence is a trait that is crucial to our walk and is the ultimate stance of a believer. So, keep yourself in the love of Jesus. Two, do not tire of God's work. Three, who are you? Now let me explain. Psalms 82 verse 6 says, You are the sons of the Most High. So understanding who you are, your identity in Christ, is so very important to your endurance. I'm not talking about what church you go to but moreover what do you stand for what's your identity where where do you stand concerning the word and the doctrines that it teaches it is crucial that you know what you believe and why you believe it and what scripture backs your position and further know the whole of what the bible teaches on a particular issue so many people wander from (coughs) excuse me from church to church From doctrine to doctrine. And and they never find a place to land. I think some are apprehensive of commitment. They are, I guess, what I would call the spiritually paranoid, the spiritual uh, conspiracy theorists. They're what I call the spiritual x filers You know, the guys who are always looking for some sort of subversive activity or underground secret plots in the church against them. So they're very suspicious of church leaders and the motives of their brethren in the church. But then again, some simply have a pride-motivated agenda. These are those that are on a personal mission, uh, a mission to convert all the other churches to King James Version only, or the oneness doctrine, or post-tribulation, or seeker-friendly values. These, These people, they seek power and position. They see converts to their private agenda. Man, Satan has a heyday with these folks, destroying others at their hands and ultimately being destroyed themselves. And number four says, remembering what is important. Number four, remembering what is important. You know, it's so easy to get distracted these days, isn't it? And and what happens is we gradually begin to major in the minors and we forget what we're doing here. We're not a political machine, nor are we a social organization. We are the arm of God to witness and be a witness of the power of God to redeem the lost, to remake the broken, to transform lives. We are to further the kingdom of God and to worship him every step of the way. And nothing else is as important. Nothing else can compare to that. Now, all of these things that I have listed here. Keep yourself in the love of Jesus. Do not tire of God's work. Know who you are and remembering what is important. All of these points, one through four, come down to one critical issue. Can you be moved? Because Christ himself spoke of his identity as the foundation, the very rock upon which we are to stand. Ephesians 4 Verse 14 says that we may no longer be children tossed back and forth and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in craftiness after the wiles of error. You see, when we fail to dig in and stand strong, the winds are going to carry us away. And we will actually cause us to be a lethal danger to others who are standing around. We're like a flying missile. And so we take out innocent bystanders because we ourselves are confused and lost, distracted, etc., etc. We, we are lost in in the winds of life, and so we not only hurt ourselves, we hurt others. Exodus thirty-three, verse twenty-one, Yahweh also said, "Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock." The Lord taught us clearly and plainly. Satan. Battles to move you off of that rock. Second Thessalonians two fifteen says, "So then, brothers, stand firm and hold the tradition, uh, tradition, excuse me, of which you were taught by us, whether by word or by letter." 1 Thessalonians three eight says, "For now we live, if you stand fast in the Lord." Now, the Lord asked a very simple question when we began this text, although a critical one. He says, do you see these things? I wonder if we do today. I mean, come on, do we really get it? For no matter your background, no matter your roots, before God, we all stand the same. And gang, Judgment Day will bear no excuses. When he asks, do you see these things, it goes without saying that He has actually shown us these things, and it's up to us to open our eyes and open our ears. Matthew 7, beginning in verse 24, records this. Everyone, therefore, who hears these words of mine and does them, well, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. The rain came, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it didn't fall, for it was founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And its fall was great. The disciples, in verse 5, were in awe of the works of men. Jesus, however, had a more spiritual intent in mind. He asked his disciples, Do you see these things? So Jesus is now going to attempt to communicate a deeper truth, which can only be known by those with ears and eyes wide open. Such a task is more difficult with men than we might think. In verse 6, Jesus refers to an event in which the temple, and for the most part, the whole of Jerusalem, would be brought to rubble along with the physical destruction, the religious system, the religious Jewish system that the temple represented would also be brought to an end. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.